This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in our series called Building a Better Future. In these lessons, Pastor Rick shares how we can build a foundation for a better future by following the examples of leaders in the Bible who followed God's calling to rebuild after a time of captivity. Well, you've probably noticed the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. But it's not always easy to feel grateful. That's why Pastor Rick developed a great new resource called The Power of Gratitude. Go to PastorRick.com to find out more or just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part one of a message called How to Handle Insults and Ridicule. This week, we continue our study in building a better future. And we're learning from the greatest builder in the Bible, a man named Nehemiah. Uh, There will be uh, people who don't understand what you're trying to do and what you're attempting to do or how you expect to do it in building a better future. But even if they do understand it, there will be many people who will oppose you. And that's what we're gonna look at this week. I've often said there is no opportunity without opposition. There's no opportunity without opposition. In fact, here's a little equation. Opportunity plus opposition equals God's will. Opposition is actually part of God's will in your life. Now, I could describe my past 41 half years as your pastor uh, in the same way Paul says it uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. He says it like this. There is a great opportunity here for an effective work, even though there is also much opposition. Those two things, opportunity and opposition, go together. And if you're going to build a better future, if you're going to make something of your life, not everybody's going to like it. Not everybody's going to agree with it. And in the same way, whatever your dream is, whatever your goal is, whatever your ministry objective is that you have, whatever vision you have for the future, for building a better life and building a better future, you can expect different kinds of opposition. Nothing is easy in this life. Now, one of the greatest tests of character is gonna be how you handle opposition in life. And God is watching your response. Do you panic under pressure? Do you become discouraged and quickly give up when anybody expresses anything that they don't like your goal or they look at you the wrong way? Have you quit on your God-given dream simply because somebody disapproved of it or somebody criticized it or, heaven forbid, somebody made fun of it? You know, I think one of the largest groups uh, in the world today is the International Bucket Committee And these are the people who feel it's their responsibility and duty to toss cold water on every dream or idea or project that God puts in your heart. And they're gonna oppose everything or anything simply because there's something wrong with every idea. And so they feel they're put on earth, on this planet, to, to point out what's wrong with it. Their favorite word is no, and their favorite phrase is you can't do that. Now, one of the reasons Nehemiah's story of rebuilding the wall around Jerusalem is in the Bible, why it's there. One of the reasons is to teach us how to effectively handle inevitable opposition when it happens in your life. God wants you to be prepared to handle disapproval, 
to handle criticism, to handle opposition. Yes, and even to handle harassment for your life and for your faith, what you believe and what you do. Let me show you some verses uh, about that before we actually go to the book of Nehemiah, because God warns us repeatedly about this. In 2 Peter 3.3, he says this, it's important for you to understand that in the last days, scoffers will make fun of you. Did you get that? Scoffers are gonna make fun of you while they do every evil thing they desire to do. So you can count on it. Philippians chapter one, verse 29 says this, New Living Translation. For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. Some of you are going, oh, I never heard that part. The privilege of trusting Christ, believing in him, yes. I didn't know about the privilege of suffering for him. It's part of following Jesus. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12 says this, anyone who belongs to Christ Jesus and wants to live right will have trouble from others. So mark it down. You're going to have opposition in life, sometimes from friends and family, sometimes from strangers, and sometimes from culture. Here's one more verse before we look at Nehemiah. 2 Corinthians 2.11 says this, so we must be aware of Satan's schemes so that he cannot outwit us. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to look at Satan's schemes to discourage you with opposition. Now, as we come today to Nehemiah chapter 4, we're in part 6, but chapter 4 of Nehemiah, uh, we learn two important things that we need to know in building a better future. First, we learn the five most common ways that people will try to oppose your dream or try to oppose your goal or criticize your work, criticize your life, your ministry, criticize what you believe. We learn those five things, they will oppose, ways they'll oppose you. And then we also learn in Nehemiah 4, five ways that God wants you to respond to those who oppose you. So first, I want you to notice there on your outline, take out your message notes, notice the five ways the opposition tried to stop Nehemiah's work. Okay, let's look at this for a minute. They tried to stop Nehemiah's project of rebuilding the wall around uh, Jerusalem, the, the capital city. It is inevitable that you'll encounter each of these in your lifetime also. Now, I summarize them uh, at the top of your message outline. In verse 1 and verse 7, uh, the opposition tried to use rage to stop the work. In other words, they got angry, they got furious, so they attempted to intimidate the builders with anger. You probably had that happen in your life. People who tried to manipulate you or bully you with their anger, with their rage. And uh, that's a typical uh, way of, uh, of trying to control people, using anger, using uh, 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 rage to manipulate or to bully and to, uh, to try to control you. Then in verse one to five, uh, it says they tried to use ridicule to stop the work. It says they mocked the, the builders. They made fun of the builders of, of the wall. You've probably had that too. They, they derided them. They scoffed at their project. And the Bible tells us that they use sarcasm to belittle them. So they use rage and they use ridicule. The third way uh, they did opposition was in verse one and two and 12. The opponents tried to use racism and resentment, racism and resentment to stop the work. 
Now, specifically, they stirred up old prejudices against the Jews, who were the re- ones that were rebuilding the wall. And they used some anti-Semitic uh, slurs because they resented what the Jews were doing. Now, when that didn't work, rage didn't work, ridicule work didn't work, uh, you know, uh, the, these things didn't work, then they used resistance. And uh, that's in verse 7, 8, and 10. They used physical resistance to try to stop the work. They literally attacked the capital city, uh, Jerusalem. And verse 8 says, They all made plans to come and fight against Jerusalem and to bring about confusion there. So they used resistance. And then finally, in verse 12, the fifth way uh, that's common in opposition is they tried to use rumors, rumors to stop the work. They started a whisper campaign to create fear and discourage the builders through, through gossip. Now that happens a lot today, of course, on social media. Uh, we're in a cancel culture and people are whispering and gossiping and rumors spread faster than they ever have in, our, in the world history. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. Rick will be back in just a moment with the rest of today's lesson. You can sign up for Pastor Rick's free email devotional at PastorRick.com. That's PastorRick.com. Did you know experts have discovered that gratitude is the healthiest human emotion? It makes you more resistant to stress and increases your overall happiness and satisfaction. You've probably noticed the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. In fact, the Bible tells us to rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. It's clear that God wants us to develop the attitude of gratitude. That's why Pastor Rick developed a brand new Bible study called The Power of Gratitude. This innovative Bible study is filled with scripture, teaching, exercises, quotes, prayers, and journal pages. As you go through the study, you'll discover the many and often unique things you have to be grateful for every day. You'll develop the lifelong habit of expressing gratitude to God, a habit that leads to true happiness and satisfaction. We'll send you Pastor Rick's Power of Gratitude Bible Study when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take God's Word to people around the world. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this great resource. That's PastorRick.com, or you can text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. There's only three days left to get this great resource, so don't wait. Once again, here's Rick. Now, in future messages, we're going to look at some of these different opposition tactics. Okay, rage and resistance and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, the things we just talked about. But we'll look at them in depth. But Nehemiah, uh, today, I want us to focus on just one of those tactics. And it's a tactic that I've discovered really discourages people from doing the right thing. It is the fear of disapproval. It's ridicule. It's being insulted. It's worrying about what other people think. The fear of ridicule um, is a powerful tool to manipulate you. And so as your pastor, I want us to look fo- focus on how that happened in Nehemiah's life. And we're going to look at what do you do when you are insulted or you're ridiculed 
you know, we all naturally hate being disapproved of. We hate being criticized. Nobody likes it. We don't like to be rejected. We don't want to be insulted. We don't want to be made fun of. We don't want to be made to look bad. In fact, it's human nature to do almost anything uh, in order to avoid being ridiculed. That's probably one of the worst feelings you could feel, is shamed and ridiculed. And so that causes us to end up being people pleasers instead of being God pleasers. So we all need to know how to handle insults and ridicule, how to handle insults and ridicule. That's what we're going to look at today from Nehemiah chapter four. Now, it's obvious in today's culture that we are increasingly becoming more rude, more strident, more impolite, more polarized and divided, more harsh, more disrespectful. You turn on the t any TV channel and you'll pretty soon quickly find people who are shouting at each other, insulting each other, belittling each other, demeaning each other, and demonizing each other. Now, in Nehemiah's story, we realize that these tactics that we're seeing on our television and on our media today, they're not new. Instead, they're thousands of years old. So here are five ways, I want you to write these down, five ways that people are gonna to try to stop you from doing God's will using ridicule. These are five forms of ridicule that are in the story of Nehemiah that still are working today that keep people from being all that God wants them to be. Okay, let's go, up, go through them. Number one, first, people will attack your character and identity. When they don't agree with what you believe or they don't agree with what you do or what you say or what you think, they will attack your character and identity. In an earlier chapter, we met Nehemiah's first critic. The guy's name was Sanballat, kind of a crazy name. But Nehemiah chapter four, verse one and two says this, when Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became very angry and he flew into a rage and he, what? Circle this, ridiculed the Jews. He flew into a rage and he ridiculed the Jews. To his allies and to the military of Samaria, he said, what does this pathetic bunch of feeble Jews think they're doing? Does that sound like a, a statement of ridicule? Pathetic bunch of feeble Jews think they're doing. Now notice a couple things from these verses. First, personal attacks on you, when it happens to you, it's an emotional response from somebody, not a logical response. It says the reason this guy attacked them with ridicule is he first flew into a rage, which means when you fly into a rage, when you get too upset, when you get emotional, it means you've stopped using the smartest part of your brain, which is your cortex, and you've slipped down into your lower brain, which is the limbic part of your brain, which responds emotionally, not logically. Now, why am I saying this? Because ridicule is always a substitute for reason. Ridicule is always a substitute for reason. When somebody starts ridiculing, they've stopped thinking clearly. Sarcastic laughter is a substitute for logic. People make fun of you uh, when they're angry or they're afraid or both. When they're emotional, they get, you know, mean-spirited like that. They resort to name-calling. You see it on cable news all the time. 
Now, Sanballat calls Nehemiah's builders a pathetic bunch of feeble Jews. Now, logically, think about this. If the builders had been pathetic and weak and feeble, then he wouldn't have had anything to worry about anyway. So the fact that he's worried about it means obviously that's not true. But he is ridiculing by attacking their character, attacking their identity. So if ridicule isn't usually logical, why is it so effective on us? Why will we do anything to avoid it? Well, the reason is, is that ridicule attacks our sense of self-worth. It attacks our value. It strikes at who we are as a woman or as a man. It attacks our identity. It belittles our character. It reduces our self-esteem. It makes us feel bad about ourselves. You know, the reason so many followers of Christ never share the good news, they never talk about Jesus at school or at work or in the neighborhood, it's because of this deep-seated fear of being disapproved. We don't want to appear weak. We don't want to appear kooky. We don't want to appear ignorant. We don't want to appear fanatical. But just remember this, people who ridicule you are doing it out of their own insecurity and fear. Because if they were truly confident in themselves, if they felt good about themselves, they wouldn't need to tear you down to build themselves up. That's the first way, when they attack your character and your identity. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We are so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. Now, if you'd like to receive Rick's free daily devotional, go to PastorRick.com and sign up right now. You'll get hope and encouragement from Pastor Rick delivered to your inbox every day. Rick will be back to close out our time today, but first... You've probably noticed the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. But it's not always easy to feel grateful. Here's Pastor Rick to tell you about an exciting new Bible study he created to help you practice daily gratitude. One of the things that God wants us to do, and he says it over and over in Scripture, is to practice gratitude. Did you know that gratitude is good for us? The Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You want to know what God's will is for you right now? It is that you learn gratitude in all circumstances. There's always something you can be thankful for. In fact, I've discovered, and I've read many reports, that experts have told us that gratitude is the healthiest human emotion. Did you know that gratitude makes you more resistant to stress? Did you know that gratitude makes you less susceptible to illness? Did you know that gratitude increases your overall happiness and satisfaction? That gratitude gives your life more meaning and significance? I don't know if you've ever noticed that the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. So I want you to live with the attitude of gratitude, the attitude of thankfulness. Now, I've put together a brand new Bible study called The Power of Gratitude. And in it, you'll find scriptures and teaching and exercises that'll help you develop the habit, cultivate the habit of gratitude. You'll discover how to stay in God's will, how to defeat discouragement, how to conquer complaining, how to reduce stress, and how to experience God's blessing through gratitude. 
Friends, I want to help you develop a deep and a profound attitude of gratitude. The world is craving people like this, and you will be able to experience all that God has for you. So today, when you partner with me by giving a gift, a financial gift to Daily Hope, to help us take the certain hope of Jesus to people all around the world, I'm going to have my team send you the Power of Gratitude Bible Study. I just want to say thanks to you. I want to be grateful for you. You know, your support is essential for us taking the Daily Hope message of Jesus all around the world. So do that today. Send us a gift and let me send you a gift and you'll be grateful and so will we. God bless you. There's only three days left to get this great resource, so don't wait. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this great resource. That's PastorRick.com or just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. And thanks so very much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.